before I start with my testimony, let's um, have another word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for being with each and every one of us this day. Lord, please let my testimony be a tribute to your word and what you've done in my life, Lord, and may it not glorify the world, but your name. We thank you and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as a lot of us, I grew up in a Christian home, but about the age of 12 or 13, I quit going to church. At the time, I attended Foxworthy Baptist Church. It was a church in San Jose. I had questions and issues with what they taught and with life in general. We'd actually quit going to church as a family years before, um, after, shortly after my mom's first divorce. But at this age, my mom had just divorced for the third time, and we moved in with my grandparents, and I started hanging out with the wrong crowd. Most of them smoked and drank, and since I was young, I felt like the black sheep of the family. Over the years, several friends and family members always asked why I got treated differently than my other siblings did. Well, I had to grow up fast at an early age as my mom started working when I was about 10. Therefore, I had to help my younger sisters learn to cook and make sure that they got their chores done. Though I have an older brother, he hardly ever came home. He was becoming a teenager, and at that time, he went over to his friends and was partying most of the time. And due to this responsibility, me and my mom became more like friends. And we started partying together. I felt like uh, we had role reversals sometimes. And some weekends, you know, even though I was young, she would call me up and ask if it was okay for her to you know, go off with her friends. They'd want to fly up to Tahoe or Reno, Nevada so they could gamble, or sometimes she just wanted to spend the weekend over at her boyfriend's house. And the truth is, at the time, she was asking me to lie for her because her older sister lived five houses up the, up the street from us, and she was afraid that she would come down and um, call my grandparents, her parents, and, you know, basically tell on her. Even as adults, a lot of parents have a hard, a lot of adults have a hard time trying to get along. But since my grandparents passed away, they've actually mended their relationship and get along very well now. And with my grandparents, being more than just grandparents, we became friends. We spent a lot of time together when they were home. My friend Lori and I would help them when they needed a chance. They traveled most of the year, but when at home, they needed help moving furniture in and out of their travel trailer. And in the, they would set it up for Mexico in the winter and Smith River in Northern California in the summer and fall. My grandfather liked fishing, so in Mexico you fish for Dorado and up in Northern California you fish for salmon. They were always there for us and helped us when they could. We never expected it, but they always somehow knew when we needed it. Just before turning 17, I left home for about two years. I worked for a company that asked me to move to a town called Turlock. It's a little town in central California and help open up a new office with some of the guys that I worked with. Well, after moving back from that, my friends and grandparents used to ask me why my mom let me go and didn't say no. I don't have, any other, I don't have an answer for them other than maybe my mom was afraid that I would just take off and go anyways even if she said no. 
After moving back, my friend Lori and I took a class together on cults and religions at an adult education center. Our counselor had many books that were out of print and some of them were even banned, which she gave us to use as textbooks to read. I'd always liked studying um, history in school, but this sparked an interest in studying religion and how ancient civilizations lived. Since then, I've spent years reading about as many different religions as I could find, the differences between them and the parts they have in common. In my teens, I started experimenting with drugs. I found I didn't like them because of the way they make you feel the next day. I found partying to be a waste of time and felt like I had lost a part of my life whenever I did it. In my mid-20s and 30s, I went to work in a California casino, met all kinds of interesting people from all over the world, and fortunately, I ran into some who were in gangs, selling drugs, racketeering, and loan sharking. I was growing blind and becoming numb to what was right and wrong. I was giving into the world. I hung out in clubs, bought all the latest toys, went from one hobby to the next, but I became more and more stressed as the years passed. I always needed something more to make me happy, but it would only last for a short while. After a couple of experiences that had the police following me daily for several weeks, I knew I needed a change. I got to the point where I was paranoid to even go shopping or visit friends. I hadn't done anything bad, but it was just by my associations with the wrong crowd. One of my friends was the director of the Asian games in the casino. His mom was the leader of one of the Vietnamese gangs. They called her the Dragon Lady. They were busted in an FBI sting operation as they hijacked trucks carrying computer chips from LA to, to LA from the Bay Area. The police came to the casino and arrested my friend. He had nothing to do with it. He and one of his younger brothers, who was also a friend of mine, were trying to have legit jobs and not be part of like called a family business. But because we hang out once in a while at the Vietnamese clubs, they would follow me all the time and they even would sit right out in front of my apartment. Well, in the summer of 2000, I moved to Lake Tahoe, Nevada. Hoping to make a new change and start a new life, I left my friends and family. I ended up moving next door to a friend's brother that I knew from the Bay Area. He asked me to go to work for him in a cell phone store instead of working in the casinos up there. It made my family happy, but then I started going to the clubs with him and his wife on the weekends. We would stay out all night sometimes. He then introduced me to some of the local drug dealers who would come into the cell phone store. Everyone at that time was going from having beepers to having cell phones. It seemed like the harder I tried to stay away from those kind of people, the more of them I got to know. Satan was trying to keep a stronghold on me. One year, my friend Lori came to visit me and told me that she'd picked a new path in life. She gave me the complete book of Wicca to read so that I would understand what her new path was about. I'd been reading a book on earth magic and one on healing with stones at the time, but I didn't feel they were right for me. I learned, several super, I learned of several superstitious rituals you see people do almost every day and don't think about their pagan orig origins. Knocking on wood, have, um, throwing a penny into a wishing well, people wishing on stars, or just carrying four-leaf clovers or little talismans, what they call good luck charms. I tried to be happy for her about her decision, but felt we were starting to grow apart after almost 25 years of friendship. She'd grown up Catholic, but now we were growing as far apart in religion as could be. 
Then I started trying to find any, anything or anyone to take her place. My new friends would want to go hiking and bike riding with me. They'd go to the beach with me, but we always ended up partying and drinking. Another friend of mine, Divinity, and I would go to the dance clubs where she knew most of the DJs and their friends. A couple of times, we had drugs slipped into our drinks and barely made it home. I tried not to think of what they were thinking of doing to us, but we both knew that we needed to stop hanging out with that crowd. When you hear about what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah, that's what the lifestyle was like. I think back, and it all seems like a bad dream, but I was there. It's embarrassing sometimes to even think about the stuff we used to do. We started going to the karaoke shows on the weekends. The guy who ran the show was Divinity's boyfriend at the time. He asked me to help him set up for the shows three times a week. He'd been dry for many years and didn't want anyone drinking before setting up the equipment. It gave me a reason not to drink at the shows. As my mind started clearing, I started reading the Bible and searching for a religion or church to join. I felt the pull to get away from the life I'd been living. I felt God was calling me. I had grown up in Pentecostal churches most of the time. My friend Divinity invited me to go to a New Age church, but that was halfway around the lake in Tahoe City, and during the winter months, it was um, snowing most of the time, so you couldn't even drive over to the shows. Most of my Filipino friends from the Filipino community were Catholic. They would invite me to go to the, church, the Catholic church with them, but I just didn't feel like I belonged there. I grew up in Protestant churches. After that, um, a couple of guys that used to come by, they were Mormons, they would come by where I lived, and I'd heard about some of their beliefs growing up and wondered if they were true. Then I read on some internet sites about their teachings and was wondering if they were false or they were just, you know, made up stories. Um, I would ask them about it, but they didn't have any answers for me. And they even got one of the church elders to call me, but we just kept missing each other. Then on a PBS special, I saw some of the other teachings of the church and I decided I definitely couldn't um, join that church. After moving to Hawaii in 2000, I met a lady that gave me a book on the Baha'i. We talked, and they have some good beliefs, and she gave me their book. It's called A Thief in the Night. When I read it, I knew it wasn't right for me. I kept searching for a religion or a church in hopes of finding one that was right for me. On one website I found, you, you select your beliefs, and it matches it up to different religions It correspond with your beliefs. At the time, I came up uh, it was either like 97, 98% Seventh-day Adventist, but I didn't know any SDAs at the time. And all I'd, all I'd ever read was that they were considered a cult. A few weeks later, I was standing outside where I lived smoking when Pawnee and Clayton walked by. They came to visit a neighbor, and when he wasn't home, they asked me if I wanted to take a survey, and then they, if they could come back. We started a study on prophecy, after the first couple of weeks, I felt like I was finally learning the truth through the Bible. Not knowing what church they were with, per my, per my request, I told them that I didn't like the way most churches force their beliefs on people, and they told me to pray and let God lead me. After a month or so, I started wondering what church they were with. I liked what they were sharing with me, but I didn't ask because I was afraid I mean, to find out the answer. 
But at the time, I'd only ever really known about like the Mormons and the Jehovah Witnesses that went by people's houses door to door. So they, they didn't dress like the Mormons and they seemed a little old for the Jehovah Witnesses. So, and they didn't, they didn't give me all the magazines and stuff that you get from them. So it just really made me wonder. Well, when I eventually found out what church they were with, I had a chance to research the church more fully, but without Clayton knowing, because he didn't know that before Pana moved away, he had given me a business card that had the church name on it. At first, all I thought was, oh great, now my family's gonna think that I need to be unbrainwashed. But the more I studied, the more I found they encouraged their members to read and study the Bible for themselves, that they actually go to the Bible for answers, not just pull verses out of context and make them sound good. And they also teach that we should follow all of God's commandments. I found out about Ellen White's writings by accident when we were studying about the sanctuary. I came across her website and found her writings easy to understand. And as she always leads you back to the Bible in her writings, since I've had a chance to read a number of her books and writings, the health messages drew me to study her writings in more detail, but her inspired writings gave me more interest in doing more in-depth studies on the Bible. When I finally got to the point where I asked Clayton about the church, it caught him off guard, but he stayed and answered all my questions. He invited me to come to see what I thought of the church and if I thought it was right for me, and I've been coming ever since. Before being baptized, I had to find the answers to some of the questions about the church and what some of the internet said about not joining or recommending the Adventist church. Most of the questions I had had already been answered in the studies with Clayton, but it still took a lot of searching and a lot of prayer. I didn't want to join a church that I didn't fully believe in. Since becoming a member of the church, I've gone back and started reading Ellen White's writings in a study format. Then this last summer, having a chance to meet the students and teachers that came for the School of the Prophets, I decided to get some books to help me understand last day events better. As I'm reading the book Revelations from Revelation, the Holy Spirit's been working in me, helping explain what I've been learning, and the more I learn, the more I want to keep reading so I can share with others. Over this time, I've tried to talk with my family members and some friends. They're happy I found a church to belong to, but most just want to believe what they've always heard. Anything different, they think, is being brainwashed. As they think, as long as you spend time with God, even if it's only occasionally, it's enough and better than most people. It's hard to completely disagree from my past. I grew up knowing several people that didn't believe in God at all and several practice in alternative religions. I still pray for them and share with them when I get the chance. I thank Jesus that he kept knocking until I had the sense to open the door and let, him, and let him help me escape from the world. I know I couldn't have done it alone. I had so many bad habits to break and have always had a problem forgiving myself of the things of the past. But what a blessing to know that Jesus died for all our sins, past, present, and future, and all can be forgiven. I hope my testimony will help others realize that there is a God that loves us, no matter what our pasts were like. I feel my journey's just begun. As I continue walking daily with the Lord, I pray that I will unlearn the things of the world that held me down, and that the Holy Spirit will help me better understand God's word. 
He's still trying to reach as many as will let him in. I pray he will continue to use me to help read as many as possible before it's too late. Now, before we adjourn for the foot washing, um, let's close with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for all your love and your guidance. Lord, please be with all of us as we continue throughout this Sabbath day. May it be a blessing to each and every one of us. We thank you so much for your love. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.